Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, so it is the day following a huge fight, I would say. Dude, a, ma- a massive fight. And actually, we haven't spoken in a little while, so we mm-hmm. didn't talk about the last UFC. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like this last week from Saturday to Saturday was like one of the most exciting and important fight weeks. It was, and yet I don't feel like the general population has as much hype on it. Dude, I agree with you. So so let's start with yesterday. Okay. Uh, Francis and Tyson Fury. I was excited for the fight. And now I wasn't excited weeks leading up to it. I didn't give a shit. But when I yeah. knew it was happening, I started to remember I fucking love Francis. Mm-hmm. And I even tech I even texted you because I wanted proof. And I was like, yo, I think Francis is gonna win because he's just been chosen by God and he knows how to suffer. Like I was like, it I does feel like that. I truly believed it. And I just felt like so many things have been happening. And I was like, plus he's just big and strong and smart and brilliant and like all the other attributes. I just mm-hmm. felt like something magical was going to happen. It's and funny you not- say that, like chosen by the gods, because one of the few things that makes me feel like, okay, maybe God is real is sports. And I think <laughs> that's so funny that like, yeah, because like the things that happen are just like so crazy. I'm like, this, it doesn't add up. Yeah. But yeah, Francis is chosen. Everybody's been saying everything he does is wrong since he was a kid. For those that don't know, like, yeah, he's been working in a sand mine and like they know that struggle. But one of the things he mentioned in some of the interviews was he saw Mike Tyson on TV and was like, oh, I could be like that. And he said he always just had this a bit like feeling that he should be something special. And everyone would tell him, don't think that way. Like, it's kind of crazy thinking. And it reminded me of Shawshank. You know, when Red is like, hope will kill you, you know, and Tim Robbins Mm -hmm. character is like, no, no, hope is the only thing that we have. Mm -hmm. I I just feel like, uh, yeah, there's something there with him. You know, you can't deny people can fake it and you can fake it till you make it. But he has the truth behind him. Yeah. My favorite anime is Naruto. And the appeal of Naruto is that he has an undying belief in himself, despite everyone being like, this kid sucks. (laughs) and he sure enough becomes like leader of his village protects everyone like he one by one just wins the confidence of everybody and i feel like francis is doing that like everyone loves that type of story a hundred percent so so the real text message i sent you guys was nganu wins tomorrow by being the chosen one and mike tyson in your corner confidence boost so that was my (laughs) yeah i thought you were crazy i mean i think the whole world thought tyson was just gonna walk through it I was crazy, but I just felt like there's something to that man, you know? And there is, I think a little bit of the underestimation, the psychology behind it. There's got to be some of that stuff too, but. Yeah, well, I think that that played into the fight too. Like you expected Nagano to rush and use his power and try to end it early, but instead he actually like tried to outbox him and Fury didn't understand it almost at first. You could feel like, yeah, just, it was unexpected for Fury. In so many ways, like the game plan, Nagano's skill, I think Nagano's power, everything. So there's a quote that I love that you told me, and I don't even know how true it is because I tried to see 
if he actually said it, but I can never find it. Mm-hmm. But you, you told me BJ Penn said that you should learn jujitsu because all fights end up on the ground. Yeah. And everybody knows how to punch already. Everyone like, knows how to throw a punch. Yeah, that was his quote. To... Everyone knows how to throw a punch. Yeah, I, I, there's that always stuck with me because there is some truth to that. You know, like yo, some people could just hit, and everybody shits on MMA. Clearly, like all our old stars lose to people like Jake Paul, mm-hmm. but it's still a fight, and it's still throwing hands. And if you're somebody like Ngannou that has such confidence in their hands, like. Oh, now he doesn't have to worry about wrestling. Now he doesn't have to worry about leg kicks. He just has to worry about his hands. Like when you fight somebody like that in your prime, like I think if Anderson Silva boxed in their prime, like the MMA guys would do better than they have Mm. in the past. I'm not saying they'd win, but like they are somewhat fearless. Yeah. And that's a big part of this game. Like I think it was the same thing with Strickland and Izzy, where so many people were scared of Izzy until he ran into this kryptonite of this dude that had no fear. And I think like same thing with Tyson Fury, like Tyson Fury is this badass, never lost, but he's fighting somebody that has no fear and is strong and talented and has ultimate willpower. And, you know, was training hard, you know, like it wasn't like he just was showboating and like he wanted to win. Yeah. But training hard is one thing. Like Tyson Fury grew up boxing, like Nagano didn't. And he's, I mean, I guess they're both old in that sense, both Tyson Fury and Nagano. But Nagano's super old for just waltzing in. Yeah, but Nagano said in a, in one of the post fight interviews, he's like, "But I've been a fighter my whole life, mm-hmm. you know." And and it is a fight, like, and I think that's the way he looked at it. And, and yeah, I think like when I saw his neck and back again, it reminded me, like, "Yo, I don't think you could knock this fuck out," like you yeah. know. And, <laughs> and there was some like mild racism I saw, and I hate when people like I don't like calling out racism stuff in mm-hmm. sports because I feel like it's overdone mm-hmm. but like I saw in one of the threads somebody was like well look Ngannou's just an athletic freak you know what I mean like something mm-hmm. like this was bound to happen and in my head I was like Tyson Fury's a fucking athletic freak the motherfucker's yeah. six foot nine 275 like you said like been training with boxers his entire life as a child you know like and god who started training at like 25 like you know like a terrible nutrition like sure he ha- he's been blessed by god like with his physical abilities but don't diminish it to just yeah athletic freak now if he was fighting like i don't know like andy ruiz or something like you know mm-hmm. what i mean like somebody chubby or like maybe like i but Tyson Fury is the athletic freak. He yeah. Oh, he takes advantage of his height. He takes advantage of his weight. Like he leans on people. He's super light. He plays inside. He plays outside. He's super light on his feet, despite being so big. Yeah, he's he's got cardio that's unquestionable. And and honestly, I said his willpower. Ruiz, he gets knocked down. He gets up. Like he's always gonna find a way to get up. Like this guy's a monster. He's got that Brad Pitt from Snatch, Gypsy energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, yes. And honestly, I said Andy Ruiz, but anybody that's at the top is an athletic freak. There's sure. something or like Craig Jones said, like autistic with talent. Like mm-hmm. there's something that makes people special. And yeah. I don't know, just to diminish it by saying he's like athletic. Like, come on. So have you heard what projected payouts are? I originally thought it was like 20 million for Tyson and 10 million for Nganu. OK, yes. So. It's close. Do you know what Nagano made for his last UFC fight? His biggest payday for UFC? 
500,000? 600,000 versus Cyril Gond. And no bonus, no win bonus. Not, they didn't like him actually after that fight. They probably gave him nothing. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, we posted a meme today that was just like, oh, dang, too bad this wasn't MMA. You could have got a $50,000 bonus. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, Fury leaked that Nagano would get about $10 million projected, but Fury himself will make forty to $50 million. Ugh. It could Yo, get as high as $65 million. That's insane. I, I think Ngannou's going to end up with $20 million. At the end of the fight, like a bunch of the Saudis walked into the ring and I could have swore I heard like one of them look at him and like hold Ngannou's shoulder and basically like it gave off the vibe where he's like, yo, we're going to take care of you. Like, Bro, Saudi Arabia, thank God for that country to pretty much subsidize all of our combat. <laughs> right? It's funny that like... you're saying thank Thank God for that country. That country produces a shit ton oh, yeah. of terror. <laughs> like yeah, I know, evil but fucking like, shit. Combat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the very least they could do for 9-11, right? Like organizing yeah, yeah. great fights for us to see. Uh, so people will be offended by that, but it's like, yo, it's the fucking truth, right? But whatever. Like I'm still watching the uh, fights. Like it's like if you're going to oh. spend money on something, at least spend money on my boy Francis because Francis is going to bring it back to Cameroon. Yeah. Yep. And. And yeah, so people were saying like, yeah, one of the memes was also his life is a movie. Like, I think his life is a trilogy, like getting wow. out of Africa and getting into Europe, then becoming a champion in the UFC, no training, quickly becoming a champion and then having a corporate battle against some of the top business minds in the world, which is like Endeavor mm -hmm. and beating them and beating them. And then now everything else he does, like people want to compare other people to Muhammad Ali, I think too much, but I truly believe Francis Ngannou is on the path of being our modern age, Muhammad Ali. Well, he's definitely his own pathfinder. Like no one, no one's going to be able to replicate what Francis has done. Like he, he's basically, he's not even the trendsetter. He's like the revolutionary it feels like like it's it's just him that will change things from going forward do you know he's ranked in top rank now he should be <laughs> yeah they're putting him in top 10 which now makes him eligible for title fights everyone which is bonkers too because he's owen one well bullshit owen one but owen one and he's eligible for a title fight that, that's so, that's bonkers so let's go to the scoring before we talk about everything else because sure. i like that you said revolutionary he is a revolutionary yeah how did you score it? Or were you even scoring it while you watched it? I wasn't really scoring it while I watched it. Like I wasn't thinking like, okay, it's four to two or anything like that. But I did think it was pretty, I did think it was close. And I thought Francis won, especially with the 10-8 round. Like I thought like they split the rounds. Like I was like close. I'm like, ah, okay, I could go five here, five there, I think. But Francis is a 10-8 round. So like, to me, it's obvious Francis won then. So you're telling me that Tyson won seven rounds? I'm like, no way. When I saw the first five rounds, the first four rounds or five rounds, mm -hmm. the first two rounds, I was pumped because I was like, yo, Francis looked pretty good. And he, he, he looks confident. And I don't know, like there was one point where I think he had a clinch and he hit an uppercut and I saw Fury's face. And I was like, yo, I think Fury felt that. Yes, and I, just, I know I know exactly what the point you're talking about because that's my sentiment too. And when that yeah, I was happened. Like, 
I was like, yo, he felt that. And yeah. I was like, I, th- I think he's starting to like know that this is something real. And then the yeah. third round, he gets the knockdown. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was going crazy. Yeah. I was so happy. Same. And it was fourth and fifth round. And I kind of was thinking that Tyson learned from that knockdown because it reminded me of the Wilder one where he's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. play safe. But then I heard the announcers and Timothy Bradley all say, Francis is up five to nothing. So I think that changed my perspective where I was like, holy fuck, is he up five nothing? Then he has to win. But then I think me and you texted before the scores came out and we were like, mm-hmm. oh, Fury's going to win by corruption. Like Saudi Arabia is like going to give him the win. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think the fight was close, but it's that same thing I always tell you. If nobody wins the round, it should be a draw. Like, they- Yeah, I, I agree with you too. There should be more draws. There should be more... 10 10s but they don't really do that in boxing because there was no round that tyson won yeah you know what i mean like Like, francis was dominant in a round yeah it's very weird to win a fight even though you were knocked down and the rest of it was close like it's one thing to get knocked down and then like just technically outmaster the other person but that didn't really happen i think by following the rules you could argue fury won seven rounds and 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 Francis won three with the two. So then like Fury won by one single point. Like it could be argued, but I was talking to a friend of mine today at like, I was telling him about the fight at the Giants game. Mm-hmm. And I think there was, even Michael Bisbing used this reference too. He was like, my wife thought Nganu won. Where I think it's like, you have to have somebody watch the fights that doesn't know anything about fighting. And they can almost look at the fights better than somebody that knows too much because then they're like, oh, well, Fury got like eight punches and the jab. All the boxing heads are going to like defend their sport by defending Fury. Do you know what I mean? I know, but I just think you should have some impartial person that just goes, how did Francis look? Francis was throwing him the fuck around. Like There was one point where he got the tie clinch and just fucking chucked him. And like Fury was like, nobody's done that to me in my life. Like you could see it on his face. And Fury knew he lost. He didn't show up for the post-fight press conference. That's pretty big. I have the scorecards in front of me. It's all very close, right? We had 96-93 Fury. Yeah. Right, which means this guy scored seven rounds for Fury. Mm-hmm. The Naganu one was just barely one, two, three, four, five. He won five rounds with the 10-8. So he won 95-94. Yep. That was the Fury one, which, I mean, the Naganu one, which is exactly how I was like, okay, yeah, it's split with the 10-8, okay. And then this other one was 95-94 Fury, which is such a close thing. And this guy had, you know, six rounds to four. You know, I so see, like, I could see. All right, you had seven, three, six, four, and then yeah, the five, five, but ten, eight. I could see it argued, but just you look at the damage, you look at the knockdown, like you look at the whole fight. Like, did you see their faces the day after today? Yeah, Tyson's fucked yeah. up. Tyson and Tyson had an illegal elbow. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty vicious too. And Eric Nixick, the one of the trainers for Francis, was saying he thought there was another knockdown. The time where Fury kind of collapsed into Ngannou, like almost looked like he was taking him down. He was like, "Yo, I think he hit him." He's like, "Yo, I think he hit him and he hurt him and he kind of stumbled and fell." And then. There was once also by the ropes where he's like, I got to review it. Like, he's like, I, he hit him. And he's like, I think the rope saved him. I think mm-hmm. like Nganu has that like touch of God power. 
And I think, yeah, Fury is like a little bit of like a showman and he thinks he's hot shit. And I think he thought it was a little bit of an exhibition, but it's still no excuse. Once you get hit, you're in fight mode. You're in fight mode. You should be ready to fight all day, every day. If you want to be the goat, you want to be considered the goat, like no excuses. Yeah, I agree. Do you think if Tyson Fury has a rematch with Nagano that Tyson doesn't win? Yeah, I really do. I really So, and- this doesn't always work out, but there was like other things I read too before the fight where mm-hmm. it just was like, I love fucking Nganu. So Fury was, and remember, Nganu's first language, I think, was like either Cameroonian or French. Like, I don't know what they speak there. So mm-hmm. English is not even his first language. It might be his third language, mm-hmm. right? Which is also, you could tell this guy's brilliant, even though he's people look down on fighters. Mm-hmm. And so he's looking at Fury at like one of the face-offs, face-offs, and obviously Francis looks like a Greek god and Fury has like, somebody said like a, a bag of milk, you know, but but Fury goes to Francis and he goes, you look fat. And Francis's response was, you've knocked out a lot of people being fat. And like Fury just looked at him and goes, you're right. And to me, that's like a 10-8. <laughs> that's a 10-8. Like, first of all, just if you're somebody that understands communication, he not only made fun of Fury, but he also praised Fury at the same exact time. Mm-hmm. And he did it in a split second with ultra confidence and being like, I could still knock you out. It was just like, I just felt like you have that much confidence to be that clever. In a oh my God, he does tons of confidence because even just leaving the UFC, everyone was like railing him for it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, un- yeah, he was un- like he wasn't bothered by that at all. Like he was just like, nope, this is the right move. This is what I will do. He won. He won in every way. Everyone said he fumbled the bag, and then he came out with a meme where he's like on top of his car sitting, and then he goes mm-hmm. out here just fumbling my bag. You know, like he leans into it. And and Dana, Dana's like one of the big losers of the night, which I love. Like, mm-hmm. the biggest. He was like, oh, we don't do gimmick fights. Well, Francis's co-promotion is called Gimmick Fights, which is just... Oh, that's great. I didn't know that. So he's funny. He's clever. He's smart. He's tough. But even in one of the post-fight interviews today, he's like, oh, yeah, I let that motherfucker know. And it was the first time I heard him say motherfucker. So I was like, wait Mm -hmm. up. Like, he's got death. Like, I don't know. I'm fawning over him. I really think I'm a little upset that more people haven't heard about it. Our friend Andy says, in a way, it's kind of good that he lost because he's going to get more sympathy. Yeah, that was a good but, hot take. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if Francis is heavyweight champion in boxing, and most people that saw the fight yesterday would kind of make him the lineal heavyweight champ in boxing. Yeah, but that, be, was a, that was a non-title fight. I know, but still, just okay. in essence for what we're like saying. Okay. I mean, it still heavy, is in essence, but okay. If he's heavyweight champion in, at UFC MMA and the heavyweight champion in boxing... And to do that all at the age of 26 after his light, like the early start to his life, it's the greatest sports story of this century, at least. Like it's, it's like Babe Ruthian, it's Muhammad Ali, and it's like- uh, We did have Miracle on Ice. We did have, you know- Well, I'm, I'm saying from since the, the year The Red Sox being down three to zero and coming back from that. Like there are a lot of magical sports moments for sure. I'm, I'm saying from the year 2000 on, but still- okay. even I those, would say for combat, for sure. But even not combat, like it's up there. The fact that it could be argued yeah. is like, and sure. in, to be in a singular sport and obviously our, we like other sports, but our podcast is on fighting because we think 
it's the best and it has the most repercussions, you know, mm -hmm. and the most danger. So to be able to do it in that sport Agreed. where you can fucking die, where like baseball, whatever, you go home and you're still a fucking multimillionaire. Like, I don't know. I put it up there as like one of the greatest sports stories ever. Yeah, that's fair. And it's going to inspire a lot of people now. I think in MMA to kind of be like, yo, not that if Francis does it, I could do it, but he opened up a path. Like he was a little bit yeah. of a revolutionary. Do you think PFL believed that he was going to do this well? Because they no. sunk a ton of money into him. And you know, if Francis loses this fight, like if he just gets embarrassed, that's not really good for PFL. Like it probably like, like you probably don't tune in to see if Francis's next fight. But Actually, now, I changed my mind. Now I think people are for sure going to tune into PFL for his next fight. Yeah, I changed my mind. I think there were some, there had to be one or two people in PFL that are like me and that are like a little bit like of a gambler mentality where they're like, okay, our business is not necessarily That's the most That's a stable. huge gamble though. The amount of money they're paying you got, Francis is nuts. But they're but giving them of, like some equity and stuff too, aren't they? Like they're just like, they're yeah, crazy things. But but that's business. Look, if you watch you watch the movie Air, like that's what they did with Michael Jordan before. Yeah. Like Nike did that with Michael Jordan before anybody else ever did it. Like sometimes yeah. if you're floundering as a company, you got to take a chance. And so who are you going to bet on? And you may not, you may, it's not 80-20, but there was probably some people that were like, yo, if we're going to bet on any athlete, a combat athlete that's a free agent, when was the last great combat free agent athlete that's as good as Ngannou? Like that's the one you bet on. If yes, you're good but, at that on you know, you're also betting on someone that's like 35 years old. You're like, I don't know. It's it's on paper. I it honestly, doesn't look right. But that's what makes Francis I, so great, too. I honestly believe Francis is actually 42. I don't think they have <laughs> I don't think they have his real birth certificate. I think it's the same thing they do in Cuba. Like there are no nobody knows. You could fucking lie. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if he's fucking 37 right now. I think the age well, that he looks say, great. That's what I'm saying. He's just he's. Like a fucking gladiator. He's like Achilles. Yeah. We got a you know, few we need We need some Francis Naganu merchandise. That's what we yeah. need. I don't know. I, I'm just like, I was so happy. I just wish he won, but everybody knows he won the fight. Like anybody that saw that fight feels like, yo, Francis won that fight. And mm -hmm. his respect is so high. I hope he does PFL. I hope he doesn't just focus on boxing because. Honestly, I don't mind even if he did. Like I'm going to tune into his boxing fights. Of course I will. But I just want him yeah. to still occasionally do a PFL fight because it'll help. It's so tough to do boxing and MMA, though. If anyone could do it, it's this motherfucker. He was fighting Apparently, from both stances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was fighting from both stances. I wasn't expecting that. Like, usually you see small people doing that. Oh, no, I did. You saw him show the Superman punch and stuff. There's still some MMA even in his boxing. But kudos Dude, to Tyson Fury, too. He switched it up, too. You never see that. He did it more as, like, toying with him. But, yeah. I, I just... I was... I, everything was so cool. I like that he also came out with Usman and Izzy. Like, you know, like Usman and Izzy aren't necessarily champions. I feel like sometimes people would back off of stuff if they're not doing that well. And he's like, no, it's mm -hmm. my crew. Like, you know, and he just rolls deep with them. And he, I just feel like it's a loyal guy. Mm -hmm. I think Francis could do both. And if he does own a p piece of PFL, he should want to fight in PFL, get like a nice, easy victory, like come back, like looking like a fucking menace. Mm -hmm. Who's going to take him down? Just like, you know, still he goes, Focus at 75%, 80% on stand-up, 20% on takedowns. Like he's at extreme couture. So I'm sure they're always telling him stuff and putting stuff in his head. I think he could yeah. do anything. And I think he said in the post, like one of the interviews he released today, like he's like, Yeah, he's like, I'd like to fight in five, six months. So then 
and then like fight twice next year and then twice the following year. He's getting older. So like you have like five fights, like, I don't know. What do you do? Yeah. Uh, him and Wilder would be a huge seller. Sure. Yeah. Him and Joshua, I think would sell like, I think him and Wilder is the most. Yeah. Wilder's the big one. Cause it's like, it's like, yo, two destroyers, but Ngannou's so much bigger. I think he fucks up Wilder. Yeah. But Wilder will be more aggressive and will have more tape to look at. So, like, I could see Wilder hitting him. But I just think Ngannou's neck is, like, fucking incomparable. Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you hurt that motherfucker? Right? Like, he's got to have a chin of steel. Yes. Yeah. And, you uh, know, more, more Francis. Yeah, Ngannou's as thick as it gets. Yeah, more, more love fest. I, I remember somebody said something to him, like, yo, does this, before this fight, but like, oh, like, mm -hmm. would that make you the greatest heavyweight like in UFC history? And then he goes, what about Stipe? Like, I love mm. that he's still, he just shows respect. Like, you know, he's like, that's the type of fighter. Like, that's what I want to root for. Like real martial arts, anime type fucking shit, you know? And here he is humble, but the scariest man in the world at the same time. <laughs> what do you want to see him do next? You want him to do boxing? I kind of do just because unless they're going to get someone in PFL with a name, who would they get? Like, I mean, what if it's like junior Dos Santos or something? That doesn't really do it for me. What if it's, yeah. Who would do it? Like there's, I can't really think of anyone that like it would work. You know, like I think people have talked about like Derek Lewis, like him being a free agent, like maybe but they that. signed him already. That's what oh, I they did saying. sign him. That's what I was saying. Yeah. UFC signed them already. I thought, Lewis should have went to PFL, got $2 million. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, again, even that doesn't like get me going. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what would do it, man. I mean, obviously like John Jones would do it. Dude, this is where I look, I make fun of Dana a lot of times, but I also don't think the sport would be where it is without Dana. So like, I also mm -hmm. love Dana. Yeah. But sometimes in just like too much the art of business they miss out on some of the greatest fights ever like yeah i won't i won't forgive him for no randy couture and fedor yep. and no no brock lesnar fedor like those were the yep. greatest though that was that was match made in heaven that would have done two million views like america versus russia like ultimate like the goat versus the goat and I think this is the other one. Like he just treated Francis like a dick. Francis beat Rosenstrike in like 20 seconds. And he's like, I want to fight again. And then they just sit him for a year. And then he gets the champ. They just sit him for like they he knew that he was getting dicked around. Like, why are you treating him like that? Like, fine. He wants more money. Like, I get it. Him versus John Jones is the greatest fucking fight ever. Mm -hmm. They should each get 20 million for that fight. Like, make it and it's done. It's the whoever wins that fight is the GOAT. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that is the case. Who do you think would win? It's such a good fight because it's hard, right? I've been I've been toying with this question of like if you had to go to war, like who would you want to fight on your side? Because it's not just like who's the best fighter, it's like who also like wants to kill people, you know, <laughs> and like who's mm. capable of like killing people. And like sometimes I think like John Jones is like a sick fuck. Like, you know, like he's got like some psychosis to him but then also i think like france francis is like the fucking he's your your romero's tattoo soldier of god you know like for, yeah i do believe like francis is chosen and i would probably pick francis which is crazy to say but there's something about I, john jones not a good guy 
So it's like, it makes you want to root for Francis in like every realm. But I don't know. Like I'm done doubting Francis. I'm all in. I'm also done doubting Jones too. Cause sometimes like, but, but Jones also almost lost to Reyes. He almost lost to Santos, but also like Jones is a fucking freak. Like, and can he take down Nganu? But Nganu is so, if he tries to even go take down Nganu, Nganu could throw a knee. He could hit him. Like even yeah. from the, I think even from the ground, Nganu just throwing punches is going to fucking hurt you. Like, can he control even Nganu? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I, I would know. Just, I think it's the greatest. I used to think Fedor Couture was the greatest fight that was never made. Mm-hmm. But now this is the greatest fight that may right, never so be made. Speaking of John Jones, right? He gets hurt. We're not getting this fight for Stipe. Do you think it's possible? Conspiracy now, right? USADA's done at the end of the year. Do you think it's possible John's just like, oh, I'm going to be Overeem now? Maybe. I think there's a chance. It just seems convenient. I don't know. It's like, oh, just push it to next year. No more USADA. John fingers people in the eye. He does cheat. Like, you yeah. know, he he does play mind games. Like, I don't think he's like somebody that's like the honor. Like, he does, he cares about winning. Mm-hmm. Which is, I respect. You know, I saw a video of it, like how he tore his pec. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. That, no the fact pictures. that he had a video. I, I didn't, I didn't see any pictures. The fact that he almost had, that had a video made me not want to believe it. Like what you, yeah, that too. Like, yo, like, why are you showing? Like, I don't know. Like, oh, you don't believe me? Here's this. Like, it's, yeah. he was like, he was like setting up this lie. Yeah. We got the conspiracy going. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. Part of me is like, I don't know, man. I'm pissed because I was actually convincing myself that Stipe could win. Oh, that would be so awesome. That'd be so I funny. know. I was convincing myself Stipe. But now you're win. telling me an even older Stipe versus Exactly. Sada list John John Jones, no chance. See, John Jones is like Floyd Mayweather. He's savvy when he picks his opponents. Like mm-hmm. when he fights his opponents, he knows their record and their name are amazing, but they're on the downside or they're too mm-hmm. young. Like he never fights anybody in their prime. And, and Jones is a dick like that. Because I thought Stipe may be able to stuff a couple takedowns and box him out. Like we've been seeing the sprawl and brawl coming back, you know? Mm-hmm. I just felt like Stipe had a chance. Like Stipe is the previous, he is the greatest heavyweight champion the UFC's had. Mm-hmm. And then Francis knocked him out. But I just feel like Stipe had that crown. And if we saw Stipe Jones, we would have a much better idea of how Francis Jones would go, which is yeah. now why I'm even more pissed. I honestly think Francis Jones is 50-50. Okay. I think it's like exactly 50-50. And right. that's what makes it so amazing too. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect fight. Like both are built in unique ways. One has incredible like fight IQ and takedown ability. The other one has like incredible power, but is still very has like ultimate willpower. Like there's mm-hmm. levels. Did you see Mike Tyson even said that Nagano won? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know like there's bias my- there, but like, okay, that's an that's a boxing head. I would say argue like Tyson is a boxing historian at that. So when he says it, it gives a little bit more credence. But Tyson was also helping Ngannou train. So people sure, say there's that bias there. But like, I don't know if anyone knows boxing like Mike does. Wasn't one of the announcers, Timothy Bradley. And he was like, yo, I, I feel like Ngannou won every round. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's like a couple of people. I think I think most people know boxing is corrupt. And by the way, Ngannou talks shit about boxing, too. He's like, 
he's like, I knew I wasn't going to win because of this. Like I'm in their house. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I don't have the champion. He's like, but really it's bad for boxing. And the same shit he did to the UFC, the same shit he did to MMA, like pointing out like the things that are wrong. Like he still did it. He could have, but he was still nice in the ring too. Like he admitted defeat, even though he didn't lose, like he's humble, but then he's also like, you guys are going to hurt yourself in the long run. It's like your dad getting upset at you, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's just like fucking he's right. I think a lot of fighters knew, like, they were like, yo, who got respect and who lost respect? Fury lost respect and got gained respect. Yeah. Yeah. People talking about, you know, Fury's match with Usyk. Now they're not going to do it on a fast turnaround time. Now people are picking Usyk. The odds have changed. You're like, dang, this is crazy. It has a ripple effect. MMA is raising up. Boxing is going slightly down. Like, even some of the boxing people... Like the boxing subreddit, they hate, a lot of them hate UFC shit and will always talk down. And they were all like, oh my God, Nganu. Like that was like, I just think they're like, what do we do now? <laughs> like, yeah. is this real? Even, like, even Fury we... was like, this is the hardest fight I've had in like 10 years. He didn't show up to the post-fight press conference. Crazy. One thing I know about Fury is he loves fucking talking and he yep. loves being singing and the show at the end and yep. making that's right and he doesn't want to say anything like and and all he could say that says a lot all he could say after the fight was that was a tough fight that's not how the script went like i think he was concussed i think he was hurt i think he was like a little embarrassed i think he was like oh my god like somebody that's never had a boxing match did that to me it's a fight yep yeah Uh, all right what else were we gonna talk about oh but i will also say this to lead into volk and islam oh yeah the fight could have been like the first Volk versus Islam where everybody that watched it felt like Volk won. Yeah. Cause we love Volk, you know? And so it's like, we also love Francis. So I feel like a lot of people did just, that could be some of the bias, even though still in my heart of hearts, Francis won the whole fight. Maybe not the 10 round must system or whatever, but he won the whole fight. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just hyped. I wanted to talk to you about it for like so long. I was like, Mm-hmm. I love Francis. So uh, speaking of Volk, Islam, you realize Islam basically Volked Volk, right? Because like, remember when Max Holloway won that first decision and everyone's like, oh yeah, Volk lost. And then the second fight, Volk just ran away with it. And you're like, oh, no, okay, Volk is the best. And they had a trilogy and then Volk won even stronger. And you're like, all right, not even a question. Well, now Islam is just following that Volk path against Volk. Yeah. Islam stock rose a bunch too. And mm-hmm. Islam looked jacked that night. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He like, maybe it was that water hydration or maybe he like, after that first bite, he was like, I'm fucking, he looked jacked. He's home. Right? Yeah, he's home. And then Volk didn't, Volk was in good shape, but he just wasn't in as great shape. And yeah, it scared me as soon as I saw that. Yeah. I was like, Islam just looked confident. Yeah, as he should be. He he ran away with that. Volk is still the best featherweight. Sure. And I hope he beats to- Ilya Taporia. How do we say yeah. his last name? Taporia. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope he beats him. A nice quick win, but then like maybe some time off. But it's hard to take time off because Volk is 35 or something. And yeah. I think I read there's never been like a 35-year-old featherweight champ. He's like the only one. So 35 years old from 155 or less. 
Okay, 155, yeah, because that's a speed mm-hmm. game. So Volk has to be fighting more now than he can. Yeah. Yep. Where Francis is still in his prime if he is 37. You know, like he's got a few more years. Arlovsky's still fighting. Heavyweights definitely operate differently for sure. Yeah. But, you know, big ups to Volk. I think people still love, I mean, people are always going to love Volk. He stepped up. He took the fight. I don't think it really hurts his legacy at all. I think if anything, it lifts it up. How about Usman Hamzat? Yo, Hamzat, it was, to me, it was an exact like replica of like the Gilbert Burns fight. Okay. I don't think it was that crazy though in in the sense that i felt like the stronger moments were comes up but the majority of the moments were the other fighter and okay. i knew comes was going to win but it was actually a lot closer than it seemed each one yeah well but i think that's the other thing is usman was on the short notice fight and the fact that he did as good as he did i think people expected hamzat to like work him and it felt like the other way around so it was one of those things where it's like Usman, I feel like, didn't lose any ground, where Hamzat actually did, even though he won. I mean, Hamzat dominated the first round like crazy. I've never seen anybody do that to Usman, yeah. like grap- grapple fuck him and take yeah. his back and like hold on to him and punch him. I think him. a lot of people thought like that was just going to be the fight. Yeah, but I had, you can't count out Usman. He's got a championship fucking heart yep. and mindset and he held out and then the next round comes out stopped attacking oh yeah but comes said he hurt it he broke his wrist yeah he broke his hand yeah mm-hmm. so, so that's gotta be a huge hindrance on your ability to wrestle you know and like take For down sure. and, and punch and be nervous but do you think Hamzat deserves the title shot versus sean strickland deserves is an interesting word <laughs> like, at I don't think like he necessarily deserves it, but I don't mm. think he doesn't deserve it either. Okay. If, if you, you gave you don't think DDP deserves it more, or that maybe Hamzat should fight DDP first? Yes, you're totally right. But okay. our sport doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Where there's like certain rules and regulations, <laughs> it's it's more like who do they? I love it. Like, play? oh, it doesn't follow like a sport's rules. It just it doesn't. I know, yeah. Like, like, oh, it's a sport, but yeah, it doesn't follow like a sport. Yep. I'm the one that says, like, they should have seating and you have to fight certain people. And it does, like, you know, the Giants have to play the Cowboys twice a year. I agree. And then they have to play the Redskins twice a year. And it's like, I think you should do stuff like that, but it just doesn't work. Like, if they gave Combs out the title shot, he's got the talent to win. So if you could win, it's not like you didn't deserve it. The same thing with Strickland. The rumor Strickland. is he tossed Strickland in, train, in um, training. Really? Yeah. Like, just... Yeah, ragdolled him. Like, like there are videos where Sean has kind of alluded to it, talked about how good Hamzat is. I I saw a video where he's telling Hamzat, and there's another guy that Hamzat's about to spar, and he goes, "Oh yeah, he's like go it. easy on him. We know yeah. how you go. Yeah, huh? yeah, go easy on him. You're better than us." He said something yeah, like that. Like, like you're, you're better, better than everyone in the room. We all know it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think it's also interesting because usually that's Strickland fucking up other people. Yeah training you know and now here he is because dan henderson was just on jre and he was talking about strickland and he's like strickland used to train at my gym and he's like but we kind of had to kick him out (laughs) like he's like he was like being a little bit too disrespectful to people but he's like he's like me personally i liked it we need every gym needs one person that pushes everybody Mm -hmm. but he's like it got a little too much i think though kamzat if kamzat's lacking anything i think he's like a little stupid like I don't think like all the praise I was giving like fucking 
Nganu for being like this Muhammad Ali revolutionary. Like, I think Kamzat, like, this is going to sound mean, but like, I don't think he's just like a dumb dude that's a freak, like, fighter. I don't think he has the fight IQ. Maybe. I guess we haven't seen enough. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just when he fought Gilbert Burns, it was kind of like a stupid fight. And then when he like fought like Usman, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, but just, maybe our expectations are just too high. You might be right. That's why I didn't say he doesn't deserve a title shot. Mm-hmm. I just think Strickland would win because I don't think Kamzak could fight for five rounds. Okay. There is a lot of people that think Strickland would win, but there are also a lot of people that are just like, Hamzat had one fight in this weight class versus someone that's not in this weight class. So it's like you haven't even had a ranked opponent, let alone an actual middleweight. And now here I you agree are. with you. Yeah, it should weird. be. It's it not should my be argument. That's people's argument. I'm just. It yeah. should be DDP. I think DDP beats Hamzat. I think DDP is just such a huge motherfucker. Uh, that's so honestly, that's the fight I want to see more. Then I D- want to see that more than DDP versus Strickland. I want to see that more than Hamzat versus Strickland. I want to see DDP versus Hamzat. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. And you know what, who I'd like to see with Strickland would be Whitaker. Honestly, those four people, you can mix it up however you want. I want to watch all of them. Yeah. I'm going to watch all of them, but that would be my ideal matchups between the four of them. It's just that DDP just beat Whitaker. So Whitaker can't right. get. Yep. Otherwise, Whitaker did deserve it before the DDP fight. And that would have been a great, like, he got it back. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe Hamzat beats Strickland, and then Strickland can fight Whitaker, and then perfect. Now Hamzat can fight DDP, and I get the matches I wanted. Yeah, I think Strickland, I don't know. I'm I'm on the Strickland hype train, too. And by the way, I don't know who, we were talking about it with Bridget, Grace. But, like, Mm -hmm. once you start training with champions, it's, like, easier to be a champion. Sure. And Strickland and Nganu train together a lot. And that was one of the reasons I picked Strickland because I was like, yo, he spars with Nganu. He has no fear. You yeah. Know? And I think it's interesting that they both became champion, like not became champ, but you know, like around the same time, they got this fucking heat right. and this hype. I don't know. I, I, I feel like Strickland could beat all of them now. Like I, I really, I'm curious to see Strickland's ground game. Like he just doesn't show. I mean, we've seen that. Strickland lose. Yeah. We've seen we him lose him, decisions. We've seen him get knocked out. We've, we saw him lose to... Alex, when was the loss before Alex? Wasn't it a while ago or no? Oh, he lost the decision to someone. Yeah, look it up. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Strickland could be one and done. Strickland lost to Cannoneer. That's right. He lost that after he got knocked out. Yeah, that was kind of a split decision. I kind of thought some people thought Strickland won. Yeah, he did lose two other times in the UFC or three other times in the UFC, actually. One, he got KO'd by Elizu Dos Santos. Really? Yeah, he got a spinning wheel kick and then some follow-up punches. He also lost a decision to Kamara Usman. Yeah, he got dominated by Usman. Right, and he also lost to Santiago Ponzinibbio. I think that was a close fight, though. Sure, but decisions unanimous. But yeah, it sure. could have been close. Yeah, but those are all of his losses. Yeah, maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid too much on Strickland. I just love Strickland right now for like what sure. he says. He's been saying some stuff on fighter pay too. Like, I don't know. I just love how he's just always on the verge of scaring corporate. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes me feel so good. Uh, I think if anything, though, if I had to put my money on those four people who wins the championship, I would say DDP. Okay. Over but all the four. 
Okay. He just looks like a goon. He's just so fucking big and he's got this heart. He's like, just like fucking, he's funny. I don't know. I think, I don't think he'd be like a dominant champ. I think he's like Strickland. Like, I think he's going to win. Like, Strickland is a champ. Like, he might be one and done, but I, I see the middleweight moving around a little bit. Like, everybody's good. You got Bo Nickel coming up. Like, middleweight's like the sexy division right now. It is. Yeah. Do you think, going back a little bit, who is next for Islam? I I thought they were still talking about Charles and people are saying because of the popularity. Yeah. Um, some people are saying if Colby wins against Le- Leon Edwards, that maybe like you could do Islam Colby, like that would do some good numbers. I don't know why they would do that. Yeah, I think that would just be fun anyway, though, just to see. Islam has to win more lightweight. So the thing is, if he fights Charles Oliveira, it's annoying because it's like two Volk and two Oliveira for four fights. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a little bit like what Izzy did. It doesn't make your run so exciting when you beat the same people again and again. Like, yeah, I don't want to see him fight like poor. It would be like Gagey. Somebody like Gagey could be interesting. I guess. Yeah, I'm not really interested in any of the lightweight opponents for Islam. Yeah, DC like, was arguing that Conor McGregor should fight Islam. Did you yeah, see that? DC wants his boy to make fucking bank. That's why. Yeah, maybe that's why. But I, I, I thought that was so funny. I'm like, what kind of argument can you make for this? Like, it's oh, 100%. That would, like, that would put him in the mainstream. That's what you want a champion like that to be. Like, oh, God. I get, I, I get what DC was saying. And DC is like trying to hype his friend up, but it wouldn't go yeah. towards the sport. But yeah. Islam, I, Islam McGregor would be a fun ass fight. Yeah, I, I don't know how you would argue that. Like, how would you, how do you defend that? No, you, you don't. You don't. Fucking, I'm sure Dana White will figure out a way to defend it. He just beat Chandler. He's coming from 170. He's a freak. He's all time great. Double champ. He could do it. <laughs> he could argue it. I, I think maybe it should just be Oliveira and you get it done with because maybe yeah. you can make it quick. Because Oliver just had the cut, and that should heal fast. And Islam is relatively healed. And then now you gives you time to see what happened with Leon and Colby, you know. And and yeah, maybe you could have a double champ, like something like that. I I think they I think that's what makes sense. Give Oliver another chance, and then everything new from there on out. Because Oliver should be re- ready to fight relatively. I would soon. love if Oliver won that fight. Me too. I love Oliver. Man. And then the division's back. Yeah. Oh, it'd be exciting. Mm-hmm. It'll be like a round robin, though. I want to see and some so, of these young people start fighting a little bit more. Yep. So we need. Yeah. Our shock bots. Yeah. People like him. Who is his next opponent? Wonder Boy. That's right. Okay. What do you it think about that? It makes me sad. I love Wonder Boy. You think he's going to run through him? No. Because Wonder Boy is fucking sick. But I think like. He's gonna lose. Wonder Boy's gonna lose, but I wouldn't say okay. like run through him. But he's gonna make it like a fight. Yeah, he's gonna teach Shockbot a couple things to be aware of. Like this is the type of fight I think that makes like Shockbot better. Mm-hmm. But he'll get hit up a couple times. But then I think Shockbot's gonna then fuck him up. Okay, I think Wonder Boy gets worked. I don't want to believe that. I yeah, I love Wonder Boy too. I don't want to believe that too, dude. Imagine a Wonder Boy win. Yeah, then you give him a championship fight. I don't know about championship, but at least he's in the picture now. To go out on, you got it. Wonder, Wonder Boy, like, okay, I know we're not a real sport and I want it to be a real sport, but if it's not going to be a real sport, 
then I'm okay with sometimes like Dan Henderson getting that final middleweight belt like chance against Bisbing. Like yeah. some, not everybody and not even Connor. Cause I mean, whatever, Connor's economics. But if you have a guy like Wonder Boy that's fought for like 20 years and is a legend and is still a beast, all right. You have that type of career, then you're allowed to skip the line a couple times. You know, mm-hmm. like you're mm-hmm. a fucking legend. Like he's a legend. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited, man. I thought I just felt this is such a great fight week. Like the Kamzat, Usman, Islam, Volk, and then it like leads to this. It was just like it was great. Why do you think it wasn't like bigger? Like I feel like the the casuals weren't really talking about it. Maybe it was like, the was marketing asking... machine. They don't have the same marketing like Jake Paul does. But everybody was at that fucking Saudi Arabia stadium, like Eminem and Ronaldo yeah. and like. Yeah, I was like, yo, I don't think I've ever seen that many celebrities. And to get them to come to fucking Saudi Arabia, I'm pretty sure they paid them fucking bank to just come and visit. Like, yeah, it is pretty nuts. Like, I don't know why you'd go all the way there. Yeah, I don't he know. Paid, it, they paid them money. They were definitely like, we'll they had you, to. We'll give you a hundred thousand dollars just to come sit in the stadium. They have stupid amounts of money. And they got a hundred celebrities where they're just like, we'll give you a hundred grand to sit here. And they're you like, think they right. just didn't care to sell it to like an American audience. Because neither of those fighters are Americans, so it's just like, all right. I just think they didn't. It was the first really big fight in Saudi Arabia. Like, I just don't think they understood like the promotion that well. And honestly, something. You think it made money? I don't think they care about making money. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm just. What did did you say in the beginning of this pod? You said, "Thank God for Saudi Arabia." That's all they want. Subsidized combat. Yeah, they subsidize all of our combat wants and sports for us to not hate them that's it they don't give a fuck or think low of them yeah maybe and so i'm sure they made some money and then they respend that money i'm pretty well, sure they gave I mean, to god like put a gun to my head and they're like yo saudi arabia great country or what and i'm not, I'm not gonna say yes because they subsidize my combat but well you did say it kiddingly. is dope <laughs> yeah exactly i'm exactly. thankful for it <laughs> Yeah, like I said, if you're going to do horrible things to our country, you should at least make up for it by producing great content, you know? <laughs> uh, my favorite. And then it goes back to fucking Cameroon. Like, Francis has a great foundation. Like, he actually really does give back. So if anyone's going to get rich off of it and do some decent stuff, at least, like, whatever, give it to Francis. Yeah, it is cool but, to see. That's what I think. Like, I just want to see. I don't know how people get paid that much. Boxing is wild. The I don't even know where that money huge, comes from. A huge purse. Because even if you sell two million, two million at eighty dollars, oh, that's one hundred sixty million. And so you give what eighty million to the fighters, and then you just keep eighty million. That's still a lot. Well, no, yeah. there's still a lot of other costs. Yeah, exactly. There's other costs. Like I don't know. It just feels like it's like I don't, I don't know, know how this... much promotions make. They def the promotions. I don't believe, not with like the big, big ones, the big fighters. I don't think they make as much as the fighters. I think they make a lot less. Yeah. But they make a shit ton off of all the other fight because all the other fighters cost nothing. It's just the big boxers that cost them. Yeah, they don't pay. They don't pay shit. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for last the yesterday's fight, man. Like I feel good, even though Francis lost. I'm happy that people care. I just wish more people cared. I was talking yeah. about it loud during the football game today because I wanted people to hear. I was like, even mm. if I get three or four people to hear, I just think it really should be one of the best sports stories ever. Like, it really is up there, and it's not hyperbole. Mm. It just, it's like insane. That's funny. Be- you're at the football game. I was watching that game for a bit. 
It was a miserable game. It was the worst game I've ever been to. I didn't want to go, but my friend was raining. It was raining. I like being home where I could smoke a joint and take a shit and eat whatever I want. And I get replay. Like you get none of like, I will never go to a game again. Like, I don't even want to go to the UFC. (laughs) Nothing to do with the Giants losing though, right? I no, I didn't care. I want them to tank. Like we need a QB. Like I honestly Uh. didn't give a shit. Like I laughed today. Like today was hilarious, but I knew it was going to be miserable. It took me like two and a half hours to get there. Then it took me like three hours to get home. Like, it's just like, why even go to a game? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking $8 hot dog. Like what? But it was sick. I bought a couple chicken parm heroes and I brought them into the stadium. Apparently you could bring food into the stadium as long as it's in a clear plastic bag. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's good. good. Yeah. I think Bellator, Bellator 300 was in San Diego and the ticket prices, when I saw them, I'm like, I'd just watch it from home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I've been to that stadium. I feel like I know what I'm willing to spend, and I'm like, I can't believe it. But I love fighting. If you if you're if you're out of like what I would pay to watch the fight, you're probably too high. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. Crazy. But yeah, man. Luckily, we're on the high seas, pirating things. Maybe yeah. it's not going. <laughs> uh, Whatever. We're teaching people about the game. If we get at least two people to buy it, then we paid for it. We subsidized our costs. I love your rationale. Persky would fucking hate this right now. Yeah, fuck Persky. <laughs> uh, I I rationalized this one. I was like, I'm stealing from Saudi Arabia. Like, fuck them. <laughs> it's justice. It's for yeah, it's for 9-11. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't have to do this shit. All the pollution. It's fair. It's Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> But I would I would definitely take some Saudi money if they wanted to sponsor. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, let's take. Uh, I, I think everyone some... does. I think everyone yeah. does. And why we... at some point it's like, what am I going to change the world? Like, all right, give me three million dollars, you know? <laughs> I'll change on my own. <laughs> yeah, my well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Peace out, fellas. As always, thanks for listening. All the best. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.